that hearing uh, at the federal courthouse with uh, Ray Holmberg has wrapped up, and uh, Tasha Carvel from KFGO News uh, was on scene, and we're going to be checking in with her in just a moment when she gets back to the KFGO studio. But when I uh, read through this four-page indictment, and I, I see, as I've been telling you, that um, you know the first count is travel with intent to engage in illicit sexual activity. This isn't traveling from North Dakota to Minnesota, and the allegations are to Prague in the Czech Republic. So we're dealing not with just state borders, but international. And I wanted to get a sense of, of how that comes to be in a federal investigation. To do that, I reached out to Frank Gasper. He is the founder and uh, principal of Gasper Investigations LLC, a private investigation firm based in New York, Minnesota, Illinois, and right here in North Dakota. Uh, Frank's also a former FBI agent uh, that has uh, uh, tried uh, or has been involved and investigated uh, cases along these lines. Frank, I appreciate you joining us here on KFGL. How are you? Uh, very well. Very well. How can I help you? Well, I, I just got questions uh, when it comes to a federal investigation that uh, not only deals with across state lines, but international lines when it comes down uh, that a grand jury found, uh, you know, that uh, between 2011 and 2016, a former state senator named Ray Holmberg allegedly traveled to a foreign uh, country for the purpose of engaging in uh, illicit sexual conduct uh, with a minor. So my first question is, how does the federal government undertake an investigation that, that wraps around partway around the world, Frank? Well, first of all, the, the FBI has um, offices in embassies that we call legates who liaison with local authorities in other countries I'm going to guess you can Google it somewhere around 75 in 75 different countries around the world. And they will work with local authorities. Uh, I personally had a case uh, where a couple of cases where I arrested people in Jamaica and in, in the United Kingdom. I also traveled to France on a case. So we do work with authorities around the world. Okay. So we did. I should say we, when I was in the FA, obviously I'm retired now. Uh, talk about your time in the FBI for us, just to paint a picture about the credibility. And, of course, now you're doing a private investigation, but you were a former FBI agent. Tell us about your service. Yeah, I spent 25 years with the FBI uh, in the New York office uh, for 14 years, uh, working a lot of white-collar crimes and, uh, uh, and also organized uh, crime. And then it came out to North Dakota, spent my last 11 years here. Uh, working fraud cases and Indian country cases. Prior to the FBI, I spent four and a half years as a prosecutor in New York in the in, Queen, in the county of Queens, which is one of the boroughs in New York. Mm-hmm. So 25 years of experience, ladies and gentlemen, Frankie Gasper, our, our guest. Um, so we just had a defense attorney that's been on the federal defense side of this explaining, hey, you know, this is the first step in this. And I, I think the argument could be, well, there's been a lot of steps of an investigation, a grand jury uh, you know, finding enough evidence to bring this forward, and an arrest was made this morning. And now, obviously, the presumption of innocence till proven guilty. But I, I'm curious, you know, when it comes to federal agents, I imagine that they have to feel quite comfortable with what evidence they might have before they even got to this grand jury process. Uh, unlike, yes, uh, the federal government has a big. Federal agents have a big advantage over local or state authorities. Is, uh normally there isn't a time constraint on them where we we don't we're not normally re- reactive so we have a, uh, the opportunity to take 
take the time and actually investigate it. Uh, and so when somebody gets indicted, from the effort, my experience over my 25 years, both, and I did cases all over the country, not only in North Dakota and New York, but I had places, uh, cases in Florida and in Arizona. So I had experience around the country is that when people get indicted, uh, indicted in a federal case, there's more than enough, more enough evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the person is, has committed the crime that they've been charged with. And that's, you know, again, the standard is for conviction is beyond a reasonable doubt. For arrest, all you need is probable cause. But on the federal side, norm, I, my experience is that we don't go out and indict somebody unless we have proof beyond a reasonable doubt that that person committed the crime they are charged with. That would lead me to believe that the uh, conviction rate is quite high. If uh, if before all this is done, when it comes to an arrest and a grand jury having these charges brought forward, uh, you know that the the conviction rate, the success rate, I guess, of convicting from the federal government must be high as well. It is. I mean, I again, I, I your listeners can Google it, uh, but it's somewhere over ninety percent. I believe somewhere close to ninety five percent of the people who are arrested will be convicted. Um, the there's I there's a little caveat that sometimes people get they get a, they get indicted and they get a diversion program or I mean I had um, cases where I had a case where somebody was an elderly person and they had a mental we arrested them but they became incompetent. Now they end up getting convicted of a much lesser crime but they didn't take a felony, they took a misdemeanor. But you somewhere it is over 90 percent um, people are going to be convicted. Because again, in the strength of the federal go federal cases is that people take their time. And I you know I saw in this case that they I have I know the individual, the prosecutor in this case, Jennifer Poole. And she's a very, very good prosecutor. She's a very fair prosecutor. And she she's not in my experience with Jennifer Poole is that she is not going to um, uh, pull an indictment on somebody unless she knows, feels very, very confident that person uh, not only committed the crime, but she'll be able to prove that person committed that crime. Frank Gasper, our guest, former FBI agent, now private investigator. Uh, I, I've heard uh, Jennifer Pula has a, a stellar reputation uh, of how he just described you, the second person in the 45 minutes that I've been on uh, today's show that has uh, reiterated that uh, her ability to prosecute on the federal side is especially cases like this has been stellar. Uh, so we'll be following along with that uh, as this does continue to unfold. Uh, Frank, uh, what I miss, I, I know I got you on such short notice here, but this is one of those when you have, you know, international abilities here and I've got people asking about, well, if it were, you know, in that area and the age of consent is a different time or a different age, I guess, uh, how do they prosecute him? Uh, when it comes to this. Do you have any insight on that, or is that one that there is probably more evidence that was presented to a jury than what I've got available to me now? Again, again, we're talking a federal statute, and uh, the federal statute is you cannot travel overseas to have to engage in sexual conduct with, with uh, individuals of a certain age. That's a, you know, that's a United States law, not a international law, and I, on these cases, you can't travel for to engage in, you know, in that sort of sexual activity. Uh, and, and, you know, and those 
statutes, statutes have been on the books for, for a number of years. They've been upheld. Um, as far as proving somebody, I mean, do we want, because a, a certain country doesn't outlaw somebody having sex with, say, an 11-year-old, do we want Americans going, going over to um, a certain country and having sex with an 11-year-old? I would say we don't, because we wouldn't want people traveling from those countries where maybe it's not illegal to travel to the United States and having sex with, with an American child who's 11. So anybody who, you know, that I would, that was the argument I would make of that. And that's what I think the country has come up, has decided to do through Congress and pass these, this legislation. Frank, uh, final question I've got for you. You've talked a lot about how the, the federal side, uh, you know, they've got the ability to take more time. Do you have a sense of how long this process might shake out? I mean, the arrest was hap- happened this morning. They had their initial hearing, which we'll hear more about when it comes to passport seized and being monitored, but is this going to be several years? Uh, I, I asked that just given the age of the individual that is uh, uh, allegedly to have done uh, these crimes of Ray Holmberg, you know, uh, almost 80 years old. So what, what's a time frame, in your opinion, of when this might get resolved? Uh, depending on the amount of discovery that's involved, and discovery would be the evidence. You know, you, you, have, you could have a lot of digital evidence in a case such as this with computer seized and going through it. And it's more to allow the defense to go through that. It's more, I mean, by the time the prosecution has, you know, the federal government has arrested somebody, they're, they're basically are ready to go to trial. It would be the, you know, how long it's going to take the defense to get up to speed and the court, depending on where the court is and whether they hold the person, they let the person go or not. You know, even though someone's 80 years old, in you know, the alleged crime, you know, they, they, he, there is a mandatory minimum in this case. So if he if this person is convicted of the crime, the judge will not have he have he or she or in this case uh, 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 it's a he will have Congress has set a mandatory minimum. And this person's going to have to you know face at least that mandatory minimum. And normally, if you go to trial, you go you get more than the mandatory minimum. Frank, what I miss, uh, I appreciate you taking time, adding your uh, years, decades of expertise when it comes to uh, the federal side of this. Is there anything I missed you want to let uh, the audience know before I let you go? I I would just um, say that these cases are very, they're sad cases because a lot of times, you know, there are individuals who appear to be very, you know, well-established in the community, and there's cases of people who have been, Law, members of law enforcement, uh, you know, upstanding citizens who have, the, you know, in their bedrooms um, conducting this type of uh, activity. And there's all, there are victims out there. I mean, people, you know, these, these are not victimless crimes. These are children that are being exploited. Frank Gasper, my friend, I appreciate you taking time. You take care until we chat again soon, okay? Thank you, sir. Thank you uh, again, Frank Gasper. 25 years of uh, working with the, the FBI, including right here in North Dakota. Now uh, he's the founder of uh, Gasper Investigations LLC, private investigation firm uh, that does investigations in New York, Minnesota, Illinois, and right here in North Dakota. Going to get you a weather update from Too Tall, Tom Schmansky. Tasha Carvel was the first to break this story at KFGO News uh, earlier today. KFGO.com is where you can check that. She just got back from the courthouse, the federal courthouse. We'll see what uh, the latest is on this case right here on KFGO.